0: Good beautiful morning Lighthouse family. Akopo si Nicky Floho, one of the young adults or yamo pastors here in Lighthouse. And welcome po and thank you for joining us here sa aming online Sunday service. Today we are celebrating families. Since today is FBM Sunday where we acknowledge the Family Builders Ministry here in Lighthouse. Kanina po, napakinggan ang ilan sa miyembro ng Family Builders Ministry. Or mga couples who are being blessed because of FBM. So salamat po uh, kina Brother Cass and Sister Flor Gunio for leading us into that heartfelt prayer. And a Brother Alex Morales uh, for leading us into that exhortation on giving. At syempre maraming maraming salamat uh, kina Brother Leo and Sister Jella Lozare for sharing that creative testimony on how uh, the family builders ministry through its Married for Life or MFL program and its all-out discipling have been such a blessing in their journey as husband and wife. That through practical lessons such as forgiveness, obedience, you know, being a formidable team, you know, as more, more have more than ever have really helped them in their journey as a married couple, even if they've known each other for a long time. So, to the married couples out there, regardless if bagong kasal or matagal if you have kids or no, if you also want to experience that uh, blessing and guidance as shared by Leo and Jela through discipleship, and if you guys feel like you need to know Jesus more in your marriage and in your family, feel free to message us dito sa mga numbers sa or PM us the Lighthouse Facebook page so we can get to know you and eventually find a, a married for life discipleship group for you guys through the Family Builders Ministry. Hallelujah! And speaking of families, and you know specifically for the moms and dads out there, you know like myself, I'm a dad. Um, you know God assigned biblical roles for parents in the family unit, and that is to be You know, good stewards of their kids who God placed in their care. Aside from that, to be responsible in caring for them spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And important of all, the duty to teach and model Jesus in their homes. And those parental roles are very apt with what we're going to talk about today. And that is about the God of Prudence now what is prudence in tagalog ito po yung pag-iingat or you know in english if if you google the definition of it it's you know acting or showing care and thought for the future it's an action or decision that is described to be the wise thing to do in any given situation it's yung pagiging maingat ka or pagiging wise in handling practical matters or exercising good judgment or common sense. You know, most of the time our decisions are based on facts, knowledge and experiences that we've had in the past, or the way we process things to get to a point of decision. You know, it comes from these things. Meran itong pinangagaling. Now, if you're faced with a challenging task, you know, at work or a school um, most likely your next course of action will be based on historical performances yung what worked or what did not work you know as a son or daughter if, if you are faced with a, a problem or kunwari, love problem who ka sa past experiences mo or sa advice ng friends mo diba? for students if, if you are being uh, peer pressured to do something you know, you'll ask yourself, Ano nga ba yung tinuro sa akin ng tatay or nanay ko? You know, my point is, we always go to a source before we act on something. And one of the big questions we're gonna tackle uh, in this service is, you know, what is your source or, you know, maybe sources of wisdom? You know, especially during these times. Do we Get most of it from the internet, um, from books, from blogs, or from, from people that we follow, you know, the influencers, uh, mga idol natin, mga sikat, mga pop idols, from forums or apps, the you know, Reddit, FB groups, and whatnot. And as you you know, quickly reflect on these things. You know the, the danger with having too many sources is that you might have contradicting views uh, depending on where it's coming from. Or maybe the source sounds practical now, but in the long run, it can provide you with information that can help you decide on something, but it doesn't really care about what happens to you. You know, there's this a popular FB group, that revolves around anything household related that my wife and I are a part of ayoko na pong yung name um, but there was a trending post uh, recently toko sa electricity bill right? and somebody said there in that forum that keeping your inverter aircon on the whole day was apparently more cost efficient than turning it on and off you know during several parts of the day and there was one member of the group who actually followed the advice and ended up with a really, really high electricity bill. Kaya binalikan po niya yung, uh, yung thread na yon kasi inahanap niya yung nagsabi, siguro niya yun, ba? But, you know, in being wise in any given situation, who is your primary source? Today, we're gonna learn about God being the God of prudence meaning how God provides for us practical wisdom through His Word on how to be prudent. Yes, the Bible is so rich in stories and uh, testimonies, you know, left and right, that revolve around uh, miracles, theological truths, and the like. And in these stories, you know, there are lessons that, that speak to us. But God being the God of prudence, also provides for us in scripture a collection of beautiful truths or advice that can be applied in the most practical of things and to any situation i believe regardless of season and, and being you know god being the generous father that he is provided not just one but actually five so-called wisdom books or you know poetic books in the bible and Pastor Jojo, you know, tackled one of them last Sunday. But for today, we'll be we will be focusing on another one, one of those wisdom or poetic books, uh, the book that provides or teaches Godly wisdom on how to live your life according to God's righteous path. And I am referring to the book of Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs, when po familiar, you know, a quick background on it. Diba, sa Tagalog, Ibig sabihin ng Proverbs kasi yung ano, kasabihan or, or salawi kain. They are meant to be uh, short statements uh, conveying pieces of advice. And ultimately, Proverbs is all about wisdom. Kasi naman, the person who wrote roughly 94% of this book is yung tinaguriang the wisest man in the ancient world. And I'm referring to King Solomon po. From the old testament that's why some would call this you know book the, the proverbs of solomon because he, he wrote most of it uh, solomon of course as you may know uh, was one of the sons of king david who succeeded him on the throne and he actually led um, israel to its so-called golden age for 40 years of his reign and it was through this reign na that is prospered prospering israel economically and i believe culturally Now, why do we need to know this? Well, knowing who wrote Proverbs and then knowing the writer's source, you know, establishes the the significance of its content. You know, in 2 Chronicles 1, God asked Solomon what he wanted. And Solomon said, give me wisdom and knowledge. And God replied, since this is your heart's desire and you have Not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. So Solomon's wisdom and what led him to write Proverbs is the fruit of the gift of wisdom coming from God. So, God was Solomon's source. It was not a collection of experiences or teachings from other educated men around Solomon. It was all from God. Now, Proverbs, if you have read it, it's, it's quite long but very easy to read. It has 31 chapters, but since it's also a poetry book, uh, the format mainly consists of, of two-liner quotable quotes. Ano ngay, if, if God had a Twitter account, <laughs> His tweets would most likely be what you would be reading in Proverbs. And the nuggets of instruction here remind us that God is not just all about the big picture, but He also provides ways for us to deal with small practical things that we deal with on a daily basis. And as the God of prudence, He provides for us godly wisdom through this book. So today, we're going to learn what the significance of godly wisdom is in our lives. And, and what church, I believe that now more than ever, gaining godly wisdom is so crucial. I believe that you know because we're all forced to go into you know, the so-called digital adoption, our, our exposure to online living is also being exploited by the enemy. And I believe that's by luring us into different sources of truths, you know, that can cause confusion and and even derail us from our beliefs, you know, derail us from godly wisdom. You know, pop culture has been the loudest voice now more than ever since it's screaming for attention the moment you open your screens. You know, not that it's all bad, but it becomes a nuisance if it you know if it's become the loudest voice in your life it becomes dangerous when it becomes the main source of where you draw from in making decisions so how can we deal with this you know in order for us to be guided in how to act in prudence with god we need to discover the true source of wisdom. And we're going to do that by studying the book of Proverbs. This book is so rich with content that it's quite impossible for me to discuss it in in one full preaching. So what we're going to focus on is finding out about this true source of wisdom. And then after that, we will also try to understand what it means in our life. How do we know if we truly have it? and then what do we stand to gain or lose with or without it so for now let's pray lord we thank you for another sunday service where we can encounter you right now we declare our desire for your word your guidance your wisdom we ask that as we read and study the book of proverbs we would we would hear your voice that there is a purpose for your message today, and a purpose for those people who will hear and understand it. I humbly ask that you would hide me behind your cross, your messenger, O Lord, so that it would be your voice, Holy Spirit, that will be the loudest and clearest. All these things we pray unto your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. How do you gain godly wisdom? First, we need to establish the source that I mentioned in Proverbs. That yes, Solomon's output here was due to God bestowing upon him Godly wisdom. But for us who are reading and studying this book now, there is an important truth or sole requirement that we need to establish first. In Proverbs 1, the purpose and theme of the entire book is established by Solomon. And this is the part where we find that sole requirement for us to really grasp godly wisdom. So let me read to you chapters 1, verses 2 to 7. I'm reading from the book of NIV, version of NIV. For gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge for us to gain that godly wisdom and to understand the things that we are reading in the bible it begins with fearing the lord that for us to properly receive and be prudent in our behavior we're learning now that really knowing the right versus the wrong and you know be just be just all the time it all begins with the fear of the lord and this very strong statement by solomon was highlighted at the beginning of the whole book of proverbs because it was really intended to establish this sole requirement it's like a disclaimer when you open a package or before watching a movie that Before you even dive into the rest of the content, there is this declaration of that sole requirement that you really need to have this if you want to fully experience and appreciate the rest of the package. Solomon established the theme and purpose of the book of Proverbs with this, the fear of the Lord. And this phrase is very critical that it's actually mentioned 20 times all throughout the whole book in different sections. And I believe the intention was to consistently highlight and just to drive it to the reader, this important requirement and to constantly remind us of it. And this particular statement is repeated in verses 9 and 15, chapters 9 and 15 rather. Let me read it to you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding wisdom's instruction is to fear the lord and humility comes before honor wow you know that for us to really understand godly wisdom or absorb it in our lives or have an impact in our hearts the number one imperative is to fear the lord Hindi po magiging effective ang wisdom ng pangeon sa ating buhay if wala tayo takot sa kanya, if hindi tayo or hindi tayo align sa source, then we cannot expect Godly wisdom to have an effect on us and even to the people that we are sharing it to or communicating it to. If we don't fully believe in Him, then the words that we will read will just be seeds being planted in dead soil. It will not stick. It will not grow. We cannot expect a positive follow-through. It will not have an impact in our lives the way it was intended to. It can be easily replaced. And so the first point is this. He is the God of prudence because wisdom begins with Him. That gaining wisdom starts with fearing the Lord more than anything else. You know, memorizing the word, the the, the Bible, the verses, you know, doesn't matter. Having read it so many times doesn't matter. The requirement first and to have is to fear the Lord. Let me ask you now, church, where does your wisdom begin? Right now, where do you draw wisdom from? When there is a decision that needs to be made Regardless of how, you know, big or small it may seem, do you draw your own, you know, from your own experiences, emotions, emotions or or knowledge alone, or do you seek God? You know, open his word for guidance before responding? If you want to draw from the best source of wisdom, draw from God, but First, you have to fear the Lord. So now that we've established that, the next few points will revolve around understanding fearing the Lord or the fear of the Lord. Because you might be wondering, you know, Pastor Nikki, you You know, you keep on repeating fearing the Lord. Oh, okay, fine, that But what does it really mean when you say fearing the Lord? Now, the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of him you know i know that the word fear means an unpleasant emotion because of something dangerous uh, threatening or uh, something that will inflict pain or will hurt you but in learning who god is he is not someone that is dangerous threatening or that he would intentionally inflict pain and enjoy doing it. In fact, it's the opposite. You know, God is always good. He is loving. His yoke is easy. He unburdens us. He desires to bless us. You know, in Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 to 5, it says, My son, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. There are conditions here that Solomon wanted to highlight that points to what fearing the Lord is. It's accepting His words, storing up His commands, turning our ears and applying our hearts. These points, they all point out to an all-out submission to God in words, actions, in our minds and hearts. So church, submission is the condition. In chapter 22, verse 4, it says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. You know, instead of being afraid, the fear of the Lord means you have full confidence on His Lordship. It's exercising humility before the Lord in submission that, you know, He is sovereign over all things, both physical and spiritual. It's relying on Him and trusting Him and admitting that in your own strength and intelligence, you cannot gain that high for wisdom on your own. Rather, the highest form of wisdom is His. Going back to chapters 2, verses 3 to 5, again it says, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Here, Solomon is pointing out that in fearing the Lord, we must desire Him. We chase after Him. We call out, cry aloud, and look for Him as if we are searching for hidden treasure. We chase for Him because it's part of our submission that Lord, you are the only source that I need for wisdom and more. The traditional fear is of someone or something, you know, makes you step backwards. Idiba po kung may kung makinakatawutan kayo. Usually, ano nagtatagbo tayo, or hindi tayo tumitingin sa sa nila. But here, the fear of the Lord makes you step forward. Chapter 14, verse 2 says, Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise Him are devious in their ways. Fearing the Lord means we are able to walk uprightly, meaning our posture is is straight with honor and righteous. Our steps are forward and we move in confidence because we trust and have faith in His wisdom. So the second point is this, he is the God of prudence because of his sovereignty. That fearing the Lord means admitting that God has and will always have dominion over all things here on earth and in the heavens. And that we submit in humility and then in effect desire him because we need him. It's Acknowledging wholeheartedly that God, you are sovereign over all things, including my life, I submit to you and accept you, O Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Church and hearing, what fearing the Lord means. Do you fear the Lord now? Or to make the question straightforward, do you live your life in submission to His sovereignty? your actions reflect a submission to God or in fear of him and hearing this maybe this is the reason why you always make the wrong decisions why you always you know tend to go back to your old you know your past sins that positive changes are for some reason not really happening maybe because you're doing it all on your own you're not including God in the picture Maybe you don't really have that fear in the Lord. So now let's move on to the third point. And the question now that you might have is you know, in understanding the source of wisdom and the conditions for it, how do I truly know if I fear the Lord? How do I know if I truly fear the Lord? Going back to the book of wisdom, you know, or Proverbs. Solomon's usage on you know, the phrase fear of the Lord in different parts of the books you know, would shed light on this. Let's read through these verses. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth and turmoil. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised wow according to solomon in terms of what you possess it's better to be richer in our faith rather than worldly riches Sabi nga sa isa kanta ba? more money more problems the wisdom is here that having the fear of the lord makes you richer in the eyes of the god rather than the things that you have acquired physically awards you've won, or projects you've launched, targets you've achieved. Yes, you know, achieving things in life is great because, and I believe it honors God by being a good steward of His blessings. But at the end of it all, if you do not have the fear of the Lord, if if other things outweigh your relationship for God, if you've become more passionate with your hobbies, with your work, more than pursuing God, then you probably don't have the fear of the Lord. We don't probably have the fear of the Lord in us. The wisdom here is if you fear the Lord, then you put Him at the highest value among all the currencies in the world. Do not let your heart envy sinners, Sabi kanina but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord." You know, envy. If the devil would name you know, his weapons, I'm sure one of them would be called envy. And it's something that the enemy has been really capitalizing on, especially now with social media. You know, you know depending on who you follow online, generally, our social media feeds are filled with posts that show off things to the world, thereby right? Showing off your expensive purchase, uh, an extravagant place that you've been to, being first to own something, being the first to watch something. Tapos may kasama pang spoilers na hindi de ba. You know what I mean. I'm not saying all of these things are bad because you can use those posts of achievements to, you know, glorify God. But depending on your intention for doing so, you know, even unconsciously, you know, or who posts them the enemy can use that to trigger envy to somebody who's who's reading or scrolling or looking to somebody who's vulnerable at that very moment you know if you have a a non-christian friend who is able to achieve something in life ng bagong kotse, or na promote work or sumikat sa tiktok naging celebrity na you get those thoughts na you know lord bakit siya? Lord, bakit ako hindi? Or bakit ako, Lord, wala The wisdom from Solomon is straightforward here. Do not envy. Instead, be zealous for the Lord or focus your hearts unto Him instead. How do you know if you have fear of the Lord? You have fear of the Lord if if your heart is content with Him. Again, if you put... Him at the highest value in your life, that because you fear him, that there shouldn't be any space for envy, regardless of what you see in your social media feed, regardless of others' achievements and possessions. Kung sino man sila, you know, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Sabi kanina sa uh, 31 to 13 Proverbs. Now to the young single men out there who are watching. If I ask you what type of woman do you want to marry or if you guys are sitting beside a bachelor right now in your living rooms sa bahay, pakitanong siya, anong klaseng babae ang gusto pakasalan? Or vice versa to the single woman out there. What do you look for in a guy? The wisdom here is that the highest trait that you should be looking for is if a person fears the Lord. Yes, you may be attracted to a specific look, a certain vibe or chemistry, but as a believer, if he or she doesn't fear the Lord, if he or she has a lifestyle that isn't submissive to God's word, then you're not drawing wisdom from the right place. And you know where that can lead, right? Right? Don't sell yourself short because with God, He provides you with the best. Having fear of the Lord means putting Him at the highest value. To the husbands and wives, if you're sitting beside each other now, magtinginan po kayo and remind or say to each other that you are God's best, to my wife, you are are my God's best. Amen. How do I know if I truly fear the Lord? One is if you are putting Him at the highest value in your life. And another takeaway that we can get from Solomon's writing is about God's opposition. So let's continue to read. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil. But a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Fear the Lord and the King, my son, and do not join with rebellious officials, for those too will send sudden destruction on them. And who knows what calamities they can bring. telegram, proverbs. Shun evil. Hate evil. Do not join them. If you have the fear of the Lord, it means that you avoid, reject, ignore, or turn away from everything that is the opposite of God. And when we say the opposite of God, it's the opposite of love. Joy, peace, life. So we're referring to wickedness, cruelty, perversity, destruction. You know, this concept is not new to us. We know even from our childhood that, you know, God is all about love. But as we grow up and when our minds mature and, you know, absorb realities of what is happening around, our innocence gets, you know, corrupted. We start to slowly compromise what we know about god and what he stands for because that's what the world does it's become the norm cheating and exams because it's the cool thing to do or because everyone's doing it cutting corners so you get rich quick since it's been the business norm premarital sex is okay because it's sensationalized and normalized especially in the media You know, forging medical, you know, documents just to get ahead of the line to get a vaccine. You know, it's okay to keep just a few vices, even if it will hurt my body in the long run, because it feels good now. Can you guys relate to any of these things? If we freely and easily entertain what the opposite of God is, again, if we freely and easily entertain without remorse, the opposite of God, then we don't have the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord means you shun or hate sin. As a child, I, I remember I used to play a lot in the streets. Whether it was basketball or playing with paper boats. I would play with different types of people of all ages. And honestly, I picked up cursing rather early in my childhood. And growing up, I thought it was cool to curse when I was in school. But by God's grace, I learned to detach myself from it. You know, in Proverbs, there's actually a lot of verses that talk about, you know, the tongue. You know, from the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be silenced. Proverbs 10, verse 31. Now, whenever I hear somebody curse, you know, maybe even in a song, I cringe. I feel a sense of, of, of opposition towards it. I, be, I become allergic to it. You know, fearing the Lord is relying on him and trusting him and basically being on his side. And being on his side means we resist and contest anything that is opposite of him. If God is love, joy and peace, and we should hate wickedness, disruption, perversity. In fearing the Lord, we trust that being on His side means His ways are the best. His ways always end up, you know, providing love, joy, peace, and prosperity. My friends, you have fear of the Lord if you've become allergic to the opposition. We shun it, we hate it, we don't associate with it. But again, it's not all about just you know, running away from it. It's running with God. Trekking His path of righteousness. That's how we are able to react to it. So the point is this. He is the God of prudence. Because we can trust that His way is always the right way. Church, I challenge you guys to to just reflect on this, to do a a self-accounting of the things in your life that you can categorize as evil. How do you react to these things, these habits, these vices? If there's a voice that's telling you to run away from it, don't fight it. Run the other way. Because that's a path Christ made for us made and bought by his blood hallelujah now to the final point now that we've learned the true source of wisdom you know what it means to fear the lord and how to know if i truly have it what do we then stand to gain or lose when we do or don't fear the lord you know going back to what the standard definition of fear is we mentioned the words, dangerous, inflicting pain, uneasy emotions. And after learning what fearing the Lord is, we know that it's the opposite of these things, right? It means that in fearing the Lord, it comes with, you know, emotions that calm you, that give you peace instead of pain, that comfort and healing instead of danger, their security, You see, looking at fearing the Lord in that sense means that we stand to gain life. Let's continue to read Proverbs. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death the fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Wow, these verses are super encouraging, so uplifting, so life-giving. In fearing the Lord, we stand to gain life. It prolongs it. It provides security for us and to our whole tribe. It's A fountain of life, meaning it saves us from the enemies' clutches. It leads to life where there is rest and no trouble. There's there's peace. There's contentment. I'm sure all of you guys can relate if I say that I miss being inside our church physically, right? I mean, just going back, entering our building full of hope and eagerness to encounter Jesus with with my family and as a community. You know, when the live music hits, there's a surge of emotions during live praise and worship, you know, the sound of the pastor delivering the word of God loud and trembling around the building, and then prayer time, praying with and for each other, you know, during altar call, where we can just... Freely, you know, let our tears flow and receive life from the Holy Spirit. If you know what I'm, you know, saying, you know, collect those feelings and emotions and wrap them into one. That is the life-giving experience we get when we fear the Lord. We enter the church on a Sunday. Our hearts are expectant and we submit to Him, right? We're in the zone, that is fearing the lord now imagine that every single day not just on a sunday imagine having that refreshing even if you go to the mall after nabudati yung kadalasan nating ano practice after sa building we go straight to the, the different malls around or you know, when we're in the parking lot and we are stuck in traffic along ensareza even if people are being selfish outside in the road in the parking we don't bother because we have that refreshing in our lives. When we fear the Lord, we stand to gain that life-giving experience every single day. I mean, who doesn't want that? The fear of the Lord is life-giving. It's not life-threatening. But if we continue to live our lives with that, you know, pursuit to fear the Lord or God, we stand to do something as well. In Proverbs 1, 28 to 29, it says, Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Church, if we continue to draw from the source of, other than god's if we allow bad habits illegal practice you know vices compromises to linger on then we're not choosing to fear the lord we're running away from god instead of running with him we're running away from a life-giving experience and we we are at a risk of ending up in a life-threatening situation it says in the verse will we read that we will not receive an answer. We will not find him if we do not choose to fear him. If we don't choose to submit and trust him. What this is telling us is without the fear of the Lord, we stand to miss out on his blessings. When God asked Solomon what he wanted, Solomon could have answered any other, you know, good thing and god would have given it to him at an instant but solomon chose wisdom solomon chose to fear the lord instead above all else that he could have asked for because and because he chose to fear the lord he was immensely blessed after god granted him wisdom sabi pa niya kay solomon i will give you wealth possessions and honor by submitting and fearing the lord promises of blessings immediately followed and again this is what we stand to lose when we choose to live our lives outside the fear of the lord and aside from that the wealth of wisdom that leads to righteous paths from god will be far away from our grasp we can Continue living an unstable life full of confusion and uncertainty. Because we genuinely fear the Lord and choose to, then He will allow His godly wisdom to effectively guide us, to aid us in navigating the daily grind. Practical decisions, the right paths to take, a path that is life-giving and secure. And so the final point is this, that he is the God of prudence because he loves and cares for us all the time because he wants to bless us. In choosing him and trusting him, we are taken care of, my friends. Our expectations in terms of timing and and the gravity of it may be different from his, but we have our life-giving portion from him. Lifetime guaranteed. Hallelujah. So, this morning through the book of Proverbs, we learned why God is called the God of prudence. That being prudent is all about making the right and wise decisions, and God provides wisdom to guide us as we navigate through life. And we learned four important points in the book of Proverbs, which called, you know, the wisdom book in the Bible. Number one, he is the God of prudence because wisdom begins with him. That if you want to draw from the best source of wisdom, draw from God. But first, you have to fear the Lord. Number two, he is the God of prudence because of his sovereignty. Where it's admitting that God has and will always have dominion over all things. And that fearing the Lord means we submit in humility and in effect desire Him because we need Him. Number three, He is the God of prudence because we can trust that His way is always the right way. Where He provides us with the best. That having fear of the Lord means putting Him at the highest value and running with God and trekking His path of righteousness. And finally, number four, he is the God of prudence because he loves and cares for us all the time. The choosing to fear the Lord is life-giving and not life-threatening. Church, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In order for us to really gain godly wisdom to allow you know, the God of prudence to guide us effectively in our daily lives. Submission is the condition. It's exercising humility and hold his value above anything else. And then expect to have, to have that life-giving um, gift when you do. My hope for all of us is to, to have, you know, really know and understand what true and life-giving wisdom is and where it comes from. And for each of us, you know, to start living our lives, you know, choosing to fear the Lord and be guided by His wisdom. And of course, I hope that you guys will find time to dive into the whole refreshing book of Proverbs. Marani po kayo, matututo no wisdom and lessons. It can be an encouragement to you and to somebody who you know might need one. And speaking of proverbs. You know, the first nine chapters of the book is actually described by scholars uh, as um, speeches written by a father for his children. And it's mentioned in the book and in different parts of the Bible as well that, you know, the role of a father is to bring up their children in the ways of the Lord to discipline, encourage, comfort, and instruct them in faith, words, and actions. So, to all the fathers watching, yes, hindi po natin nakakalimutan kung ano pong isa nating celebrate today. We want to honor you guys right now. Happy Father's Day po. To my co-fathers who are tuned in right now. And I just want to take, you know, quickly to honor my, my very own father, uh, Johnny Floho. I honor you pa for showing me how to be caring and loving no matter what the conditions are going up and, you know, how I am as a father to my kids now is due to how you've sacrificially raised and lovingly treated me and my brother up until now. And also to my dad-in-law, to Lee Isaac, who we are living with right now, I also wanna honor you for being a very wise and caring second dad to me. I may not show it a lot, but I appreciate everything that you do for me and the family. And it's something that I will model to my kids as they grow up as well. So speaking of being a model and you know the father's role of bringing up children to righteous ways, you know, a big honor goes to the one that is always faithful and good to us. A father who loves us, who forgives us, who promises to always be with us and generous to give. I'm talking about our Heavenly Father. The Father of all, even to the fatherless. So, right now, let us pray. Lord, we praise and honor you, our Father, our good, good Father. We thank you for reminding us today that we can always count on you. We can always run to you for guidance, wisdom, and security. But even if we've been living our lives Differently, and we keep running away from you or towards a different direction. You, being a good father, would always be there, available with arms wide open to receive us again, to love us, accept us for who we are. Indeed, we believe that you are perfect in all of your ways. And in that perfection, Lord, we can surrender ourselves and be guided on how we can deal with our lives here on earth regardless of the situation and speaking for the fathers out there lord thank you that we have you to look up to as the greatest role model of fatherhood i pray that we would always seek you for guidance in taking care of our families oh lord in raising our children Oh Lord God, strength and drive to work hard so we can provide for our families. Passion and humility to always honor and love our wives the way they deserve it. And Lord, may we always receive from you the rest that we all need as well. The refilling of our empty tanks for those who are just been so tired of fighting lately. You know, a constant reminder that we are not alone. We have you willing to fight for us and with us in our daily grind. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for the times when we fail our wives, when we fail our children, when we most especially fall short, Lord God, in submitting to you. And I pray that through your message today, that we would take fearing you seriously in our lives to the point that we would always desire and expect to gain your life-giving wisdom for us and for our families. Now, to those who have been touched with today's message and you're probably telling yourself, you know, I want to have that fear of the lord in my life or i want to get to know the lord deeply because maybe you've been tired of living your life running around aimlessly and doing things on your own and now you're being you know called you're, you're hearing a voice inside of you you know telling you to stop and just start listening obeying submitting If right now you feel you need the Lord in your life and that you want to give your life to the Lord in a matter that is so personal and real, then would you pray this with me? Lord God, I come to you wholeheartedly now and admit that I am a sinner. That yes, I've fallen short on how I've been living my life because of the sins that I commit and live by, Lord. I'm sorry for my sins, and I need your forgiveness. It says in the Bible that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. I believe, Lord, that you sacrificed your life for me on the cross and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn away from sin. Lord, I want to be saved, so please take control of my life. And so in this very moment, I accept you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. And according to your word, with that declaration, I am saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We accept the portion that you've prepared for us today through your word, through proverbs may our prayers to reach the lord in favor be met and let your message on prudence be kept and locked in our hearts for good as we draw from you O oh god our one true source of wisdom all these things we pray in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen and amen now if you prayed with me and you wholeheartedly uttered those words of acceptance unto the Lord, my friend, congratulations, because you've entered a new spirit-filled and life-giving journey with Jesus. And if you want to know more and grow with this Lighthouse community, then I want to invite you, drop us a message you know, through the numbers below um, or PM us on our Facebook page so we can connect with you you know, eventually plug you in a discipleship group or even just pray for you. You may contact us in the details below. Happy Father's Day, po, sa mga tatay Now, um, as we end, I would like to invite you guys to just um, you know bow your heads, close your eyes, and just raise your hands for the final benediction. Wow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face. Shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Have a blessed Sunday, everybody.